On today's episode, we are going to take a look at two new growth stocks. The first one is one that's hitting the EV market, but not into consumer vehicles. This is actually doing high performance motorcycles and is seeing strong revenue growth. The second company we're going to take a look at is one that's changing the food game right now. And it's one that is growing dramatic levels and has one of the highest margins for any other company in its market. Like always, my name is Jose Naharo, a self-taught investor who's been learning about the market for over six years. If this is your first time here, don't forget to hit the subscribe button. And everybody else, don't forget to hit the thumbs up. It helps so much with the YouTube algorithm. And finally, make sure to get that free stock. The link to Webull should be down below for each stock we're going to do the following we're going to take a look at future growth we're going to understand what they do we're going to take a look at technicals and i'm just going to give my overall thoughts on the company now let's get started energica motor company is an italian manufacturer of electric motorcycles we're going to have to see in a bit if one can buy it it's not even traded over the counter here in the united states but right now the company is super micro small man how did you even find this company have you seen their vehicles out there out there so it's a 32 million dollar company obviously you can see it's it's a comp if you see stock price move like this it, it looks very uneasy you can tell um there's very low volume in this stock this is a company with very very low volume so it's one that if you enter you have to be careful with how you enter make sure you put a limit order of some sort all right, so it does seem like I can trade it. It can it can be traded under under over the counter as ticker EICAF, but there's almost no volume in it. It is there's definitely nothing on it. There's very low volume. This, to me, it's not not looking like something I personally would invest in. Um, but let's just still take a look at the company. It might be some of my like you said, some of you guys might enjoy it. So Energy Mortar, thirty eight million euros. Again, very small company. Um, future growth the company is expected to grow dramatically right 78.6 percent on average right now the company is not profitable um but it's it, it was almost about to be cash flow from operations positive um you can see after kind of after covid situation happened it started to decline so covid definitely seems to have kind of affected the company one way or another um, but it is a strong future growth. Financially, the company seems to have a decent balance sheet. We know most automobile companies, they're going to have a lot of their assets as inventory. And this is what ha is happening, right? They have $5.5 million in inventory. They have about $1.1 million in cash and about $1.4 million in debt. Because they are in the automobile industry, we have to take a look at their balance sheet a bit different, right? Cash and short-term investments are usually not that strong in the automobile industry. They have to just have plenty of inventory. Um, so their balance sheet seems okay. At the end of the day, I would personally have liked if they had better cash and short-term investment. If we take a look at ownership, pretty much is like you mentioned, it's a spin-off of CRP Group, which builds parts of Formula One. Um, and that's, I guess, the main reason CRP owns about 41% of this company. Um, so they still want to keep a huge portion of that company. And we can see 41% is definitely a big deal. Um, so fundamentally, Osama, the company looks pretty cool. Let's try to look at, their, at what they do uh, more like it. So let's try... So they do seem to have some dealers here in California, which is, I mean, pretty impressive, right? They have they have dealers in California, in Texas, in Florida, in Philadelphia. So they're kind of entering the market. I want to see what kind of motorcycles they have, like how do they look like? 
So they have different types of, of motorcycles, right? The, oh, wow. This is actually... Ah, so this is a performance electric bike. Where we were looking at more like Neo Neo was more like a commuter electric bike. Um, these are performance electric bikes. These are actually pretty cool. So this is the highest performing. They have the Energica Ego, which is the highest performing electrical motorcycle in the world. For road, race, or in between. Acceleration 0 to 60 in 2.6 seconds. They, I, I mean, I'm, I don't personally ride bikes. Um, I know my dad is big into bikes and I'm pretty sure he would love a, a bike like this. Uh, so they provide the motorcycles for the Motor E World Championship. That's actually pretty cool. Let's see what other types of motorcycles they have. The world's only electric street fighter. So th these are actually pretty cool. I mean, in general, they look like they're made really, really well. You can, uh, just by looking at them, you can kind of see the quality behind them. So they also have retro style electric motorcycle. So they have all types of bikes. And this, these are actually pretty impressive, Usama. Uh, I, I definitely like the bikes that they have. So investors presentation, this is pretty recent, January, 2021. So I wish Usama, I wish this one would be a little bit more, uh, a little bit more known in the United States or just the stock price, the stock itself. The thing that's really deterring me is, is how low how low volume it's here it has here in the united states market even in the over-the-counter market right so this is pretty cool let's zoom in uh here real quick so their 2019 sales um were up about 47 percent compared to 2018 um that's a strong revenue growth the first half of 2020 order books is 3.7 million dollars and it equals to 165 percent of the total motorcycle sales in 2019 so just in the first half of 2020 they made almost double the amount of money that they the amount of sales that they did in 2019 this is definitely a crazy growth company um right now uh that that that's definitely insane so uh, assuming they make about 5 million euros this year uh, that gives them a price to sales ratio i want to say of what, what was their valuation of about seven which doesn't seem too bad um so we can see they're they're in different markets they're in like south africa i can tell um definitely in italy uh other parts of europe hitting some, some parts of the asia pacific region um and some parts of of north south america if that's easy to understand so they're in south america but in the north part of it so for the outlook of the full year of 2020, they expect about 6 million euros in sale. Um, that actually gives them more of a six to a six price to sales ratio. Uh, so we can see they, they're hitting a lot of milestones. Um, they increased 72% of dealers in the last 12 months and uh, over 70 dealers worldwide. They're in four continents in 29 countries. So this is actually pretty cool. Big data technology. In order to keep state-of-the-art innovation, our technical depth is working on big data technologies that will allow Energica engineers to be updated on vehicle status. They're also trying to enter the marine life. That's actually pretty cool. Here they talk about their small-sized two-wheeler mass production. Um, it's also going to incorporate swappable batteries. This is something that's pretty cool. A lot of people are talking about swappable batteries, right? Just like in, in Neo, that was a big thing there. Um, here, Energica says that, yep, you can definitely swap your batteries. Pretty impressive. Other, other, they're, they're also looking at other applications which are under analysis. The helicopters, aircrafts with leading companies. Um, second life battery charging systems for sharing scooters vehicles to grid to appliances for emergency recovery plans 
So Usama, this is actually a pretty cool company. Um, one important person in this company is director Giancarlo. He is known from the past because he built up the Minari racing team, which was sold to Ferrari. So he has a lot of context, which would be important because Energy Cup provides the motorcycles for the Motor E World Championship. This is, I honestly would invest in this company, Usama, if it was in a better market here in the United States, if it wasn't over the counter and stuff like that. This is pretty cool, right? You can actually um, do voice communication with your vehicle if you're on Bluetooth, kind of talk to it, be like, what's your state of charge or wherever you are. Um, and these are also some other cool companies that might be interesting to look at. Cellular Line, Auscom. So most of their sales are coming from uh, Europe, Middle East, Africa, um, the north part, and then Europe, Middle East, Africa, the south part actually makes up a smaller portion. United States is actually also making a nice portion. The overall number of dealers is increasing dramatically. Um, they want to enter the Chinese market a little bit heavier, which is pretty good. 13 dealers in the United States, 50 dealers in Europe. They want to increase the, the Canadian dealerships. Uh, I, I don't think they have any in Canada right now, so that's another one. There are also a new agreements to sign with Hong Kong and Japan. So, Sama, from a from a overall top point of view, the company looks pretty great. I don't think there's much more I can I can look at um, about it. Um, they also take a look at their charging station networks. A joint venture between BMW, Ford, Mercedes, and Volkswagen with Audi and Porsche aims to build a network across the continent. This is actually, uh, this one would be probably pretty cool. I honor uh, increasing the number of charge stations across Europe um, with over 60 fast charging stations only in Italy between 2019 and 2020. So, I mean, we saw a strong revenue growth. We saw a decent balance sheet. We saw a market that will continue to grow. So, I, I just, honestly, the, this looks pretty cool. They're growing in markets. They're entering new markets. Um, they're entering new com uh, companies, countries. Uh, and overall, they're expanding in the market that is booming right now. All right. So, RISFIS, you're looking for good food market. Um so the good food market is ticker F-O-O-D. If you're in the T-S-E, that's the Canadian market, I believe. I forget what T-S-E stands for. Um, Toronto Stock Exchange is a T-S-E. Now I want to know. Um, but if you want to trade over the counter, it's traded as G-D-D-F-F. Um, over the counter, this means you can trade it probably in, you can trade it probably in, in one of my bro favorite brokers, Fidelity. Unfortunately, sometimes with these foreign companies, you might have to trade. Um, you might have to pay some form of fee. Some for Fidelity, there's some of them that are foreign in Canada, in Canada, um, and I have to pay fifty dollars. Those I normally stay away with. Um, so definitely make sure if your broker is charging you a fee before buying any over-the-counter. Uh, like I said, there's certain over-the-counters that charge me, cer certain ones that don't charge me. Uh, so normally, the ones that charge me, I stay away from. So, oh, actually, let's try a little bit understand. So, Good Food Market is a Canadian online grocery home meal and meal kit company based in Montreal, Quebec. Um, the Good Food reached 200,000 subscribers as of 2019. That's a long time from now. And it's estimated 40 to 45% of the meal kits in the market. Oh, Toronto Stock Exchange under ticker C. Risfis, no, I, 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 I cannot. Um, 
I can't, I can't, I, I, I got to learn more about that then. Um, you said, can't Americans buy TSE listed companies because of the free trade deal? Maybe we can. I know the very good food, um, very good food stock. Is that one in TSE? Um, the very good food is one that I had to pay $50 for foreign fees if I wanted to buy that one. And that's what kind of kept me away from the very good food. Um, but good food might be different. Um, so Usama, it's like HelloFresh. You know, HelloFresh is a company uh, I keep seeing that's very, very popular. Uh, and I do believe it's a market. I mean, honestly, once I make a lot more money, and I hope I make a lot more money in the future, I wouldn't mind having milk kids come to my house. Right now, obviously, I'm trying to uh, accumulate this wealth. So I'll rather just cook for myself and save um, and save some money. Um, but eventually, once I make it there, I'm going to have my... At least meal kits. And then eventually a private chef. But one step at a time. All right. So let's take a look at future growth. So the company is expected to grow 23.2% on average. So this is a heavy growth stock. That's great. like to see that. Um, right now, they are not profitable. But they are positive in cash flow from operations. Um, so their balance sheet doesn't have to be perfect. But it has to be at least strong. Uh, financially, they look they have about $104 million in cash and about $38 million in debt. So they have about three times more cash than debt. This is great news in my opinion. It's a very strong balance sheet, especially since they have cash flow from operations. If they had if they had cash flow from operations and positive earnings, this debt would have been even higher and I wouldn't care. So it all depends on, on how their income statement looks for me to determine how their balance sheet looks. Uh, so we saw they at least had positive cash flow from operations. Uh, so RISVIS, the very good food is in your small cap venture exchange. So maybe that's why I had to pay $50 for it. Maybe this one, I won't have to do that um, if I decide to buy it. So th- thank you for sharing. Thank you for sharing that. I've learned something um, new there. For example, I, I bought OTGLY, Red, um, Cyber, CD, CD Project, right? That's over the counter um, in, uh, I forget what Europe country that's in, Polish, Poland. Um, and no fees. So there's certain companies, I guess it depends on what market they're in. Like you mentioned, RISVIS, if they're in the in the um, Toronto Stock Exchange, there's probably no fees. But maybe if they are in the small venture exchange, then there are fees. Um, so that, that's that's good news to, to understand. Um, and thank you for, for teaching me something new. Um, so now let's take a look at ownership. So right now, ah, oh, I love this. Insiders own the ship, own 29.9% of the business. They almost own one third of the business. This is has a market cap of 853 Canadian dollars. Uh, so pretty good. Um, the co-founder owns about 15%. The other co-founder owns another 15%. Uh, yep, risk is like Tencent. I can buy Tencent. They are other the counter um, and no fees. Uh, so again, the two CEOs and the two co-founder, the two co-founders owned about one third of the business. Very, very good. So fundamentally, the company looks pretty great in, in my opinion. Um, uh, so now I want to take a look at their company, at their website. So good food website. So the only thing I hate about stuff like that, when they name their companies like such, uh, I'm guessing this is it, when they ma- name it so much as good food. Good food is not an easy word to to have a strong search engine optimization. So it's very hard to find the website. It took me two searches. Um, but here, all right. So they create original 
recipes you choose they deliver every week for free you eat incredible meals every day um it seems like they have um dinner they have breakfast uh it seems like they have all types they have like chickpea curry that looks good um the ground beef also looks good um chickpea is just amazing and curry in my opinion um so they also have pork chops they have turkish style uh, f- with feta cheese so they they have a lot of cool a lot of cool things they have breakfast as well um, on the menu you can see you can learn more about them i mean the food here looks pretty good um so you're saying it's haha <laughs> very true but somehow it's the leading meal kit in toronto over hello fresh and chef's plate in comparison hello fresh is worth more than 10 billion euros this is that that's pretty um that's pretty impressive thank i'm I'm learning a lot thanks you guys for for posting stuff like that um so overall i don't think there's much more to see about their products we can see what they do exactly um they have pricings you can do it uh i guess it all depends on on what you get you can either do a family pack a prep pack um um, so let's take a look at their investors presentations um hopefully they have a, a nice presentation for us so yes they do they do have a nice presentation so this presentation was of january 2021 um i haven't had dinner yet and it's already 10 o'clock here um so this is actually making me pretty pretty hungry um everything here just looks good uh so let's take a look so quarter one of 2019 they had 126 active uh, subscribers in quarter one of 2021, they had two, 306 active subscribers. This is some crazy growth. Um, revenue is 394. We're seeing almost a correlation of active subscribers to users to revenue growth, strong revenue growth, gross margins 32%. They're increasing um, adjusted earnings before all those expenses uh, at beta, whatever people call it nowadays, um, is increasing. So now they're at least making some form of money before all those expenses. They have plenty of cash at hands um, and their market cap is still under 1 billion. They're increasing in their employees. So we can see overall growth everywhere from active subscribers to revenue growth. They're improving their gross margins. They're improving their earnings, uh, their earnings percentage. They're improving their cash on hands. They're also unfortunately improving their market cap, increasing their monthly active users, um, website web visitors, and also increasing their overall employees. Um, So they are a Canadian leader in online groceries. Um, this in Canada's TAM is pretty high. So this is actually pretty cool, right? Um, we can see, right? Uh, the this right here um, is their subscribers, and it, I, I'm, it's going to be pretty hard for me to explain this. Um, but you can see, as their subs- their subscribers seem to be growing, their revenue is growing at a faster trend, in my opinion. So like the trend of the revenue is growing a bit up. Is growing stronger than their subscribers so what does that tell me that tells me that some of their subscribers are doing either multiple multiple products of theirs or they're using it for other items as well maybe uh, uh, more families are also entering that market because it's it, in theory what you should see if customers are increasing they have similar gross margins revenue should be increasing at those same levels but that's not what's happening um customers are increasing and their revenue is increasing at faster pace that's actually pretty cool so the more customers they get the revenue is going to grow even stronger than that 
Um, and often I'm probably through that risk is right. The overall online groceries um, that can also be pushing this. But that that's, again, pretty cool. So they're launching good feel, good food. Well, um, which is same th- same day grocery deliveries currently um, in the GMA. I'm not sure what the GMA soon. They're also in Grand Theft Auto in GTA. Uh, I'm pretty sure this these are Canadian regions or Canadian providence uh, of some sort. GMA and GTA. Um, I'm not too familiar with that, uh, um, but and they are in major cities across the country within 12 months. So they're 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 growing, right? They're definitely expanding their company. They're building bigger offerings with now nearly 550 products available, including highly successful holiday recipes. The only thing, I, one thing I want to say. Ah, oh, thank you. The greater Montreal area and the greater Toronto area. Risfis is probably just like this dumb american um thank you for sharing that uh, you're, you're definitely teaching me a lot today Rizfis. i'm enjoying this pretty cool so again they're not only are they expanding in their current market they're also expanding into other markets one thing i do want to say though is sometimes you might have too many products so now they say they have about 550 products one thing i want to make sure is that this doesn't become a logistic mess right you don't want them to it, once it becomes a logistic mess it starts to affect margins it starts to affect everything else maybe right now they're just trying all these products and trying to see which works best but that's something i definitely would think about right would this the increase of all these products is it going to start cre- creating some form of logistic mess um is it just going to be too much information for consumers at the end of the day, uh, I'm not going to lie. Me as a consumer, if I'd rather have three choices um, instead of 15 choices. Because once I get a 15 choices, I, it, it starts just overloading. Um, and, and I kind of like don't choose anything at all. Um, so, And I'm pretty sure there's certain cu- customers that are in that same boat. They kind of just want the top three. And that's, that's all they need. So their gross profit per subscribers is increasing. So now they're making more money from their from just from one subscriber every time. That's good. Um, private level schools. Let's see. They're also investing in automation leading to enhanced operations. Uh, so they're probably going to have drones around their facilities moving around all this food, um, which is pretty good. They have leading gross margins, like you keep saying, right? Risk fees, 32% levels. This is best in the class in the overall Canadian grocery industry. And obviously things get better, right? As you start to get more more customers, they say lower unit cost in packaging as a result of scale. So as you start increasing the amount of deliveries, because you're getting all these products, you're actually getting them at a discount. So it ends up increasing margins even more. I searched for milk on Canada's largest grocery website and got 997 results. Yeah, I would just give up. I would never drink milk again. I would just stop with milk so risvis i don't think there's too much more i can find look about this uh or find out about this overall i think the overview looks pretty good what do we see right good food strong revenue growth we also saw a very strong balance sheet this is definitely a very strong balance sheet they have positive cash flow from operations they are profitable in earnings um before all those expenses the overall market that they're in, I do believe, is a market that will continue to grow. A lot of people like to save time. The meal kits, uh, I personally, time to me is one of the most important things. It, once I have money, like I said, I would personally have, I would per- personally enjoy to have meal kits like this 
where I, I save time cooking and stuff like that. So I can see the market growth. They're not only growing there, they're also growing subscribers. They're growing the amount of websites, the uh, amount of monthly websites, the amount of products. They're expanding into different markets. We saw the um, um, we saw the online grocery. We're also seeing the one-day delivery. Uh, so overall, this is definitely a company of innovating and it's kind of disrupting a lot of different markets. Uh, so overall, the company looks pretty, pretty good. Um, did we actually take a look at charts? The stock price uh, overextended. It's not too overextended from its moving average. It's actually pulled back a nice amount, um, which is actually something I'm happy to see. Um, we can see here uh, some examples of being overextended. Then it pulls back. Uh, but then, hey, it overextends again. It's probably going to create another another base here. Um, and, it, and it pulls back around here. Uh, so overall, stock price doesn't look bad either. I, I really like this company, Rizvis, and I, I honestly, I'm happy. I looked at it now and not a week ago when it was a little bit higher because now it looks even more attractive. Um, so I hope I hope that helped. How about you guys? Did you guys like the company? Let me know what you guys think. I, I like to hear other people's thoughts. What were some of your red flags on it? What are some things you didn't like? And remember, these aren't just quick overviews. These are overviews we do in about 15 minutes. So, so there's still some other stuff we can look at, but at least now we understand the business. We kind of know their, their balance sheet. We kind of know their fundamentals and we know what they're about. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. This was part of a live stream that I did on Twitch where I pretty much just look at companies you guys want me to look. So make sure to follow me on Twitch. The link should also be down below. And if you want to learn more about becoming a better investor, make sure to check out my Patreon where I put weekly educational videos to help you become a better investor. You should also see all my other platforms down below. Discord is free to anybody that wants to join. I post every time I buy and sell there. So take care guys. Have a good night and see you next time.